Ahoy! Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Bottom of the Stream. My Epis- name is Adam. My name's Nick. <laughs> episode four, I was going to say. Is it? Of season four. Wow. Four episodes already. I know. Crazy. Where's time gone? This year's just ridiculous. Ah, uh, well. For many reasons, but the fact that time's happening is crazy. <laughs> Time just happens. It's happened so fast this year. How are you doing, Nick? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Recovered from our fight last week? I, I was... <laughs> did we fight? I'm, I feel like I'm the one who says, was it a fight? Because I don't feel like I was fighting. I feel like I, I feel like you, you were fighting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were in the... Uh, let's not go back into it again. Have you recovered? No. I can't quite believe who you are as a person. <laughs> well, that's, that's some deep shit to start with. <laughs> Oh, well, it was right. always going to happen, wasn't it? We can't agree on everything. We we t- we agree on more than we thought we did. We would. Well, yes, probably that is true. But but I still enjoyed that movie last week. So. Fair enough. <laughs> you can't be right all the time. What are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. Uh, have we got any Netflix news, Nick? Look, just what? before. <laughs> oh, wow, well, he's still going. <laughs> Look, it's, it's at the top of the stream and it will always have that week. Even if it doesn't last much longer. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll Let's see. find out. Um, what did you ask me? <laughs> have you got any Netflix news? I have got some Netflix news. What is it? No, I haven't got Netflix news. Oh. Take that back. <laughs> I've got stuff, but not, not news. Okay. I've got some Netflix news. Cool. Let's just it's, get rid of it's that. News, it's news that I forgot to mention last week, to okay. be fair. Um, Netflix put out a tweet, well, it'd be over a week ago, to say that Ratchet is their highest viewed original debut TV series right, okay. of 2020. Okay. So first season, highest show of 2020. How many viewers do you think it's had? In. <laughs> it's been out for a few, little while now. Yeah. Some millions. 48 of them. Wow. 48 million accounts okay. have signed in to watch Ratchet. Wow. Now we know that watch on Netflix means about 70 seconds or yeah, something Yeah, I think stupid. it is, isn't it? But yeah, that's that's crazy numbers for a horror TV show. Yeah. That's crazy numbers. I am, um, because I've been watching it, obviously, with, with my wife, and she's never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, really? So that's so next on I'm going to hunt that out. I need to find it as well. It isn't on any streaming service. Is it not? No. That's really weird. There are ways and means. Yeah, there are ways and means. Buy it on DVD. Um, Buy it on I, actually, I had this conversation with someone at work this week as well, because they, they also said that they had watched the series yeah. on Netflix, and I'd said that I've never seen the film. Really? So I did tell them to go and I've watch seen it. it. Once a very long time. Yeah. I think I owned it on video when I was a teenager. I definitely did have a copy on I VHS. I, yeah, I think I did when I was yeah. a teenager. I, I think it was a nice, like, posh VHS. where where Yeah, did it come in a funny box? Yeah, it was like, mine was like in a cardboard Yeah, I think box, mine was. Which it was. Now it sounds crazy saying, oh, the posh ones were in cardboard, cardboard rather than plastic. <laughs> like, not plastic. Now you've said that, I think mine was. And it was all like, yeah, the brickwork. Michael Douglas the... had something to do with making it, didn't it, yeah. yeah. But with a stream alone, Michael Douglas. Well, yeah, I think we said we talked about this, didn't we, on the um... Animal World? Yeah, episode because he his dad had the rights to the book. Yes, so then he did, felt he was too right. old to play Jack Nicholson's character. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, interesting. But the film is nothing like the TV series. No. Couldn't be further apart. No, not at all. But they're both really good. Yeah. So check them out. Have we got anything else we want to talk about? Uh, I've watched a few things. I don't have cool. any news. It's been a bit of a slow news week. It has been a slow I feel. news week. Um, but I have watched a few things. So um, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago uh, that it was about to land on Netflix. But I have now watched Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, you have? Yes. And what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Really? And I think you will really enjoy it. I, I'm definitely going to watch it. 
That might be my tomorrow night film. Yeah, it's 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 fast, it's enjoyable, it's funny, it's sweet as well. Oh, I really? wasn't I wasn't quite prepared for how yeah, wholesome it's, it's it quite uplifting. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's really good, really good fun. It seems like it's the my sort of thing, so I'm definitely yeah. going to check that out. Yeah, the vampires are cool, the kids are really cool. It's um yeah, well worth good your time, time, I would suggest. Nice. I've had a busy week. I haven't watched anything at the top of the stream this week. Okay. Just Bly Manor. Yeah. But I talked about that last week. So, I've not still not finished it, so <laughs> well, when we do I should when I do I should life, talk it. about it more indeed. I've um I've watched something else. Okay. Are you sitting down? Yes. I can see you are. <laughs> You're looking right at me. <laughs> Unless I've got really short legs. So, which I have. <laughs> I see, I was trying to think of I'm that. Really old, scared about no, what you're I was say. trying to think of that old joke then. What what's what's E T short for? <laughs> She's got little legs. <laughs> wow. Um my friend That's a who, great joke. <laughs> it is a good joke. My friend who lives over the road from me. Yeah. We talk about this thing on Netflix all the time. Right. Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it? He texted me last week and said, I've watched this thing. Right. I've, I've settled out and I've, I've watched it. And, I, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to do it now. <laughs> and we've talked about it before. Right, okay. I've watched The Irishman. You've not? I have, yeah. Have you really? Yep. Wow. Ooh, three hours and 29 minutes of it. In one go? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. It took me a f- couple of days. Thoughts? Maybe three days. Uh, yeah, great. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's worth watching. Yeah, I mean, it's I really need to watch it. It's not on the level of Goodfellas Casino, obviously, no, obviously but no. but it's it's a real good time. Uh, it, I I loved seeing Joe Pesci back. Yeah, he he was awesome. Cool. Um, and it's nice to see De Niro not just fucking mucking around in one of those yeah. Meet the Parents movies oh, with Zac, Zac Efron. Yeah, I mean, I'm that surprised. I'm amazed you've watched that. That's I thought, been I thought it would take now. you back. You have taken me back. It is a bit weird with some of the de-aging. Yeah. Because I think young Al Pacino is de-aged quite well in it. Right. But the the, the bit of the younger De Niro doesn't really look any different to the middle De Niro <laughs> really? in the movie. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's weird because they've both been around since they were young. So you'd think it'd yeah. be easy to do, but maybe but, not. But yeah, no. Definitely I've got worth, a week off work worth your time if you can get around to it. I've got a week off work coming up, but I've got no plans. So maybe one of those days. I'll so wait. my friend did watch it all in one go, wow. which I actually said, well done. I wasn't expecting you to, <laughs> I to think have I done would, it all in one set. I think I would. I think I'd make the time to watch it all in one go. I, I could have done. Yeah. I, I was at this point when I had to stop it because I, I had to go and do something. You know, again, life getting in the way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't feel it would have been a chore. I think that's what's putting me off because I feel like I always watch films in one go. It's very rare I watch them in two because you do that quite regularly, yeah. don't you? But I don't. I tend to watch them all in one go. So maybe one day. Maybe, to, maybe a lot of the time I just have to, try to snatch a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot more free time than yeah. you are. Maybe one day in my week off I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that out there. I think you'll enjoy I'll it. I hope so. Imagine spending three and a half hours and not, yeah. like, not enjoying it. That's true. How long was the results? <laughs> Too fucking long. <laughs> Anything else? What are we doing next? I have some feedback. Oh, well, let's do from some. one of our Patreons. Okay, great. Um, bit of admin. Bit of admin. Sam Mulholland is our newest Patreon. And I forgot last week, again, I've just been on a brain fart this week, obviously, <laughs> too. He sent me an email about, um, what was that film we did? The ghost one. Malevolent. Malevolent. I keep trying to say hereditary and it's not hereditary. <laughs> so that was two weeks ago. So that was episode two. Two. Yeah. So Sam watched it because he's a Patreon and that's what the Patreon's pledge to do especially when they've got a wild card and he sent me some feedback on it cool so he has put 
uh, hope you don't mind me emailing, but I needed to talk to somebody about this film and I didn't want to make my fiance watch it. <laughs> I just think that's a fair <laughs> comment. Um, he goes on to say that he thinks there's an interesting concept in the film. It's just buried very, very deep down. And he's come up with a suggestion to improve it. Oh, oh, I love this. So he's, he's getting involved in our new feature. I'm all about this. Uh, he's got, actually got a few. His number one is Ditch the 1980s. Okay. Which I think is fair. And we said, didn't we, on we the did. episode that it felt like it was a bit forced just so you could say you don't need mobile phones. Which is explained. Yeah. He's put none of the characters wear any particular 80s clothes, which is true. I think we said that as well. And the film has no reason to be set in the apices apart from to get rid of mobile phones. Yeah. However, the film is set in the Scottish countryside where you would have no signal anyway. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. I it's like true. It. I like his Get thinking. it out of the 80s. It's a good idea. Uh, he's then gone pick a genre and stick with it, which is what was our biggest problem with it was. Ghosts is his next section. The characters knowing they are scamming the old lady is interesting as it already starts them off not believing in ghosts. Yeah. Get rid of the mannequin scare, even if it is the only good one in the film. And don't have Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh hearing anything until she arrives at the house. She, I like that. Yeah. So it's as much as a shock to us to, as it is to her. Yes. Yeah, I could get on board with that. She can still be distracted in the library or when meeting with her tutor, but make this to do with her mum instead. Get rid of the cliche horror stuff. That was my suggestion. But make the house more imposing. Yep. Uh, none of the jump scares with the girl ghost got me. And that's mainly because the directing was poor or due to a possible low budget. So many of the scenes where the girls appear in is very well lit corridor. That's true. Yes. And they just stand there and don't do anything. Also true. The camera work also focuses far too long on looking at Florence Pugh's face as they stare down the corridor rather than showing what is supposed to be scaring them. Good point. This guy should be a horror director. <laughs> uh, the girl ghosts don't add anything to the plot. They're purely there to be cliches. Very true. Celia Imri shows no indication during the time she's on screen that she's going to be a psychopath. No. Is, and, and that's why that scene sorry work. to cut across you but, no, that, right. but that's why that scene when she literally turns heel and says oh, <laughs> my my son's a sweet guy yeah uh, it's all those it, it it's the girl's fault yeah. it falls completely flat and at the same time puts you off straight away yeah the film could have done with a flashback to when the girls were alive showing her them being abused by her and her son good point context is everything i'd yep. take that if herman was arrested for murdering the girls he would still be in prison good point the character does and adds nothing apart from chasing the chasing the girls around the house a bit. He's, Get rid of this character. He's entirely. a totally total plot device just to get them out of the car and drag them back. To well, the this house. bit's interesting. It's put get rid of this character entirely. Same with the gardener, who I assumed was Celia Henry's husband. I never made that assumption, but it's possible. Well, she, I, I just didn't I don't understand think she ever why he was. Yeah, why that character was there at all? Yeah. Uh, the mum being committed, the mum having committed suicide due to hearing ghosts being schizophrenic is interesting. Maybe it's because I've just finished rewatching Haunting of Hill House. But the way the show portrays mental illness, addiction in terms of ghosts is better than anything in this film. Learn more into this by making a mum a more prominent plot point. All in all, the film is terrible. Correct. <laughs> As it launches between genres. Had they picked one and lent more into it than the other and done some more character development to allow for the sudden switch to torture porn, it would have been okay. Not good, but okay. Uh, and he's answered one of our questions. It says, and to answer your question, the reason Celia Emery calls them in in the first place is to get rid of the screaming at night, which is keeping her awake. Yeah, which we, we which is what we, we assumed. We, yeah. we thought it just wasn't called out at this point. She well, isn't aware that they're fraudulent. Blah blah blah. Finally, I've just finished this episode. Can you remind me what this week's film is? Thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thanks, that, Sam, for coming back. Because that's really that's exactly when we started the show. That's exactly what we wanted people yep. to be doing. So do that more. And if anybody else wants to get in touch with us. Our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And I never say that in the socials and it really annoys me that I always forget it. <laughs> bottomofthestream at gmail.com. Yeah, you can Get also contact us on our nice new website. That's very true. There's a contact form on there. Yeah.
go for it. Check out the new website. I didn't. I don't think I even mentioned that in the last episode. Oh, there you go. We Bot- were. I was way off in that episode. Bottom of the stream. Angered me so much. <laughs> Bottom of the stream. com is the brand new website, and it even sells merch. But we'll do all the socials at the end because that's what we do nowadays. Have we got anything else to talk about in our introduction piece, Nick? Shall we play a game? Oh yeah, that'd be nice. Let's do that. So okay. we are watching this week. Oh, we have watched, and we are talking about the Discovery. Correct. Who is in the Discovery? Robert Redford. Not him. Uh, Jason Seagal. Him, yes. Jason Seagal. <laughs> Let's play a game loosely related <laughs> to Jason Seagal. Jason Seagal, he has a relative who is also in the movies. Stephen. His uncle, Stephen, yeah. <laughs> I found an interesting website. Are they actually related or is that a joke? What do you think? I think that's a joke. Yeah, it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, their surnames are spelled different. Oh. I can't remember what I said. I found a website. Okay. And... It has helped me turn it into a game. Cool. Um, if you wanted, you can go to thronline.com forward slash Seagal. Okay. And that will take you to the Steven Seagal movie generator. <laughs> okay. Which will generate you a poster, yeah. a title, Amazing. and a plot synopsis of a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so with that in mind, we are going to play... Plot or not? <laughs> awesome. I've got five movie synopsi. Synopsis. Synopsi sounds wrong. <laughs> and some of them are true, Steven Seagal movies. Right. And some of them are not true and were generated. Oh, this is a great idea. Aforementioned website. Okay. So I will read them out and you just tell me plot or not. I'm going to be terrible at this. I don't know. I think I've seen a Stephen Seagal film, but there is not many that I've seen. Now, how has he not appeared on our show? Yeah, that. Yeah, he's not on Netflix. And he churns out a lot, lot of, of movies. More than Nick Cage, probably, at I mean, one point. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a that's an... Yeah, good good question. Um, I will say, just before we start... He would have been a good cameo in that role last week that I was said oh, as the, the cameo as kettlebell. the kettlebell guy. I will say I think this is tough. Okay. <laughs> They're all tough, Nick. <laughs> I never know what I'm talking about. So, right, let's start. Go for it. I'm going to sit up straight. Okay. Got your concentrating face on. Let's start with Dark Reach. <laughs> a crooked cop with a heart of gold and a downtrodden stripper fight to stop a man from their past from crucifying another victim. What's it called? Dark Reach. Yeah. It sounds genuine. Sounds quite good. What's the game called? Plot or not? <laughs> Plot. I'm afraid it is not. Oh, really? Yeah. This generator is quite good then. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. I didn't... I should have said not because this title doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a Steven Seagal thing. It doesn't. I mean, that's not a bad strategy <laughs> to take okay. going forward in this game if I'm to give you a tip. <laughs> okay. Um, end of a gun. <laughs> end of a gun. A mall security guard who is also a former federal agent crosses paths with a drug kin- kingpin's enforcer after he saves a woman from danger. Oh, that sounds really good. End of a gun, though. That's a stupid name for a film. Not. His plot. <laughs> wow. Really? End of a gun? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. I can, I've can. i never got zero out of five either, to be fair. You 
You can still do this. Okay. You need to get them all, but you can still win. Go on. Belly of the past. <laughs> a private investigator must stop the Chinese mafiosa from stealing the land of a local tribe and the hidden treasures contained within the village. All of the synopsis sound genuine. It's the ti- It's all about the titles. <laughs> and belly of the past sounds ridiculous, so I'm saying not. Correct. <laughs> One, two. Still on. You can do this. Right, two left. Attrition. A story of kung fu and honour. <laughs> when a Thai girl with mythical powers goes missing, special agent Axe and his old team unite in attempt to bring her back. Special Agent Axe, I love that. What's the film called? Attrition, a story of kung fu and honour. That's the name of the film? Yeah. I thought it was the first line of the synopsis. That's real. Plot. Correct. Oh, it's a draw. Pulled it back. We've got a decider. <laughs> it's tense. It's, this is good. Kind of... I'm enjoying this. I like the tenuous link to Jason Segal <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I try as I might, I could not find a relation. Can you find a Jason Segal movie generator? No, <laughs> I don't think that would. Yeah, maybe. Just rub. I think he, yeah, he needs to get a few more under his belt. Maybe. Okay, right. Last one. Yeah. Shadows of the siege. <laughs> a lieutenant colonel in the air force and an FBI officer must stop a serial killer from blowing up a church full of innocent parishioners. <laughs> Read that again. Shadows of the siege. <laughs> A lieutenant colonel in the Air Force and an FBI officer must stop a serial killer from blowing up a church full of innocent parishioners. Why would... No. Why would a guy from the Air Force stop a church being blown up? And why would a serial killer want to blow up a church full of people? No, not. Correct. <laughs> That's it's just it's silly. That one's <laughs> silly. I like it though. You win. 3-2. Excellent. Good I pulled combat. that right back. Yeah. I thought I was going to get zero five. I, I that is a good result. That was a good game. I enjoyed that. Yeah, check out the uh, Steven Seagal movie generator. What's the website called? thronline.com forward slash Seagal. Excellent. Are you ready to talk about next week's film? No, because <laughs> we we'll just skip over this one. <laughs> okay, now that'd be weird. <laughs> Shall we talk about a film we've I not just, watched or even yeah, generated? Yeah, yet? just make a film up. <laughs> Can I use the Steven Seagal movie generator? Oh, oh wow. I'd like to talk about Belly of the Past, please. Me too. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about this week's film? I am, yeah. Okay, so this week we watched a film called The Discovery. Uh, the Discovery is from 2017. It's a 15. It runs for one hour and 42 minutes. Currently rated at 6.3 on IMDb. Really? And is a Netflix original. Stars a guy called <laughs> Robert Redford. Yeah, he's he's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal, this guy. Um, he goes into our Hall of Oscar winners who have appeared on the Bottom of the Stream show. Yes. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. That's the word I was looking for. He won an Oscar in 1981 for Best Director for a film called Ordinary People. Yep. And he was also given an honorary Oscar in 2002. I couldn't believe this. I, he's never won an acting Oscar. Never. Never won an acting Oscar, which is crazy. He was given his honorary Oscar for founding the Sundance Film Festival. Okay. Which champions indie filmmakers. Yeah. And that's what he 
did. So he, that's why they yeah, gave him Yeah, I, I was just gobsmacked that he, he, he'd never won an acting he's Oscar. He's only ever been nominated once for an acting Oscar. Okay. For The Sting in 1974. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. He, that's awesome. the, he's been nominated for a director again in 1995 for Quiz Show. Mm-hmm. That was and a great movie as well. That also got nominated for Best Film in that year. But no, he's never won an acting Oscar, which is crazy. Is Robert Redford the biggest star we've ever had? Yeah. On our podcast. It's between him and Michael Douglas, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would say so. And Michael Douglas isn't in that movie much. No, that's true. But it's Robert Redford's the main star in this film. He's one of. Yeah, he? he's, 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 he's top, pivotal. Top build. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Living legend, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Probably, he's got to be. It's, it's really close between him and Michael Douglas. Yeah. But we'll say yes. Uh, he's, he's most famous for, obviously, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Sure. Which is what he named the Sundance Film Festival after. Um, also stars a guy called Jason Segal, who we've just talked about his uncle for a little while. Yeah. Uh, he plays a character called... Uh, Robert Redford plays a character called Thomas. I didn't mention that. Jason Segal plays a character called Will. Uh, you'll know Jason Segal from How I Met Your Mother for the second week in a row. We yep. have an How I Met Your Mother star <laughs> in the show. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, uh, forget Sarah Marshall. For the second and, week in a row. <laughs> yeah. And The Muppets. Yeah. He was... The main star in The Muppets. And also stars a lady who... Stars a lady called Rooney Mara, who, according to IMDb, is an actress and philanthropist, Ooh, which is a great lovely. word. Uh, probably most famous for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yep. Um, she's been in other things. She was in The Social Network. She's been in loads of stuff. She you, is also an Oscar know. nominee, isn't she? She... I believe. Sure she is. Nominated for two Oscars. There you go. Uh, best performance by an actress in the leading role for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in 2012. God, I didn't realise that was that mm. old. And nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Carol in 2015. But as yet, has not won one. I've gone over two pages in my uh, <laughs> cast notes, which I never do, because I wrote down about a wrong person, which you're going to get the facts for later on <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, fine. Um, IMDb screwed me over with this film, because IMDb always have the cast, top build cast. Yes. But for this film, they have cast in alphabetical order. <laughs> okay. And there's a really early cameo in this film. <laughs> So I thought, oh, she must be in this. We wrote loads of facts about her. And she's not. <laughs> she's in like one scene. <laughs> but when we get to that scene, which is really early on, I will uh, tell you who she is. Fine. Uh, it was written and directed by a guy called Charlie McDowell, who mainly is a TV director. Okay. He directed two episodes of White uh, Dear White People, right. which is, I think, a sitcom. And two episodes of Silicon Valley, which is definitely a sitcom. Yes. That's it. That's your cast and your crew. Cool. For this film. Do you have a one-word review for The Discovery? Robert Dedford. Wow, that's a great one. Thanks. I'm really proud of that. You should be. Thanks. That's good. Robert Redford dies more than once in this film. Yeah. So that's really good. I mean, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Thank you. So where does this film start, Nicholas? Um, it's, it's an interview. It's a TV interview. Yes. Dr. Harbour is being interviewed. Thomas Harbour. Uh, which is Robert Redford. Yep. And he has discovered something. He has. Something that has changed the world. It has. He has discovered that the afterlife exists. Yes, he's proven the existence of an afterlife, is how the film describes it. He has invented a machine, um, as as we are told, that has been able to capture images of subatomic brainwaves. That's what they say. Leaving the body after death. Yes. We do not know whence Whence they they travel, where to, but something is happening after death. Yes. This... TV interview set six months after he has revealed his discovery. Yep. And in that time, the suicide toll has rapidly increased. Sure. It is over a million 
at this point in the film. And this he's been interviewed by a lady. Yes. And this lady is the lady that tricks me. So okay. I'm going to give you some facts about this lady. Uh, this lady is Mary Steinbergen. Yep. Who is Hollywood royalty. Sure. She is in everything. She has an Oscar. Okay. From Melvin and Howard. Okay. Which I've never heard of, but it's... It's from 1981, interestingly, the same year that Robert Redford won his directing Oscar. Oh, there you go. Uh, she got Best Supporting Actress in that. You'll know her. She plays the mother in Step Brothers. Yes. She's been in... She was in Back to the Future 3. Yep. Uh, she's in 30 Rock. Yep. She was in The Good Place for a bit. Parenthood. Parenthood. Las Vegas, which is a great film. Kirby Enthusiasm. Yep. She currently stars in Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Um, she used to be married to Malcolm McDowell. Okay, I didn't know that. a stupidly famous guy. Yeah. And... Do you recognise that surname? Uh, it's Malcolm McDowell's surname. <laughs> it's Malcolm McDowell's surname. It's also the surname of the director of this film, Charlie oh, yes. McDowell, who yep. I just talked about, who is her son. Oh. And Malcolm go. McDowell's son. Um, she's no longer married to Malcolm McDowell. She's now married to Ted Danson. Yes, has been for quite some quite time. Quite some time now. She was discovered by Jack Nicholson. Right. In a bar when he was filming, oh, something. I forgot <laughs> what it was, but he was filming something and she he discovered it. So... She, Mary Steenbergen, has been in Hollywood for a very long time and is a very, very famous person. So, and really interesting. This <laughs> is this is very niche, but it, it has occurred to me another fact then. This is the second movie we have watched, which is directed by the son of a famous actress. Yes. Who is also cameoing in the film. movie. Yeah, you're right. Because we watched Little Evil way back in our first season. Yeah. And that was directed by Sally Field's son. Yeah, Sally Field was in it. And she was in it. I mean, that's a niche duo, isn't it? <laughs> that's happened twice, though. This movie and that movie? Very much so. <laughs> Very different movies. Anyway, should we get back to the film? Yes. I thought I just thought she was really interesting. Um, yeah, so the, the interviewer says to, her, do you, do you, says to Thomas, do you feel guilty that your discovery, as they call it all the way through, that's the discovery, has increased this suicide toll rapidly? And people are just killing themselves because they know now. <laughs> they have no fear of death anymore. No. Because they, they because know something's there comes There is something. After. Something is there. They don't know what, no. but they know something comes afterwards. And and people are faced with a difficult position in life. Yeah. Deciding, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to try and go. see what's on the other side. So she says to him, do you feel responsible? And he just flatly says, no, I do not. Yeah. And suddenly the sound guy who is recording the sound on this interview stands up. And shoots himself in the head. Oh, this was brilliant. It was brilliant. Like, at this as a cold open and, a, and the first, like, five minutes of this movie. Oh, it really awesome. set the scene perfectly, didn't it? Yeah. Really did. Yeah, this guy's... He's, I think he says, thank you for clarifying or something. And yeah. then shoots himself in the head. And she... All the cameras go flying. Mary Steenberg everywhere. goes running across the room. Screaming. And yeah, it's crazy. And it cuts from that to the title card. And we meet Will. Yes. Uh, Will is Jason Segal's character. I was going to say Stephen Segal's character. <laughs> Jason Segal's character. And he's on a boat or a ferry. It is a ferry, yes. It's a very empty ferry. There's, there's nobody else on it. Well, he doesn't think there's anybody else on it. The TV's playing and we get I've a news report. I've had one of them for a while. We haven't had a news report to give us some exposition. Uh, it's, it's really convenient. <laughs> it really is. It's a really good summary of what's going it on. It does. So this we are now two years post-discovery. Yes. Uh, 18 months after that interview aired on TV. And we find out now that 4 million people have committed suicide since yep. the discovery. So it's rapidly, still rapidly increasing. But Thomas Harbour has not been seen in public since. So I've just put this point in my nose. This is a good premise. It's a really good premise. Now, I'm not... 
I will not yet say what you know whether it lived <laughs> up to it or not. But at this point, I'm thinking, okay, we've set something really interesting up here. Yeah, let me have it. Please let me have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and Will eventually is like, no, he doesn't want to listen to that. So he turns the telly off. And this is where we find out that he isn't alone on this boat. There is <laughs> a voice. A voice. A lady's voice comes from the other side saying, oh, I was listening to that. He goes over and talks to her. He does, Basically, yeah. this is Isla. This is uh, Rooney Mara's character. And he gives her a seasick pill because she's not feeling great. Yes. They're on, I think, is it Rhode Island? Uh, I'm pretty I, sure I the film's set up, on Rhode Island. I didn't pick up where they were. I think that's, where they, I think that's where they were heading. Um, they have a discussion about the, dis- it's, it's referred to as the discovery all the way through. And yes. that's what we'll, disc- we'll refer to it as. So they have a discussion about that. And he basically, he just says to her, I don't believe in it. He's a neuroscientist? Yes, he is, yeah. Nora- was he a sur- neurosurgeon or neuroscientist? Something like that. Neurologist. Someone, neurologist. Good word. Thanks. Uh, he's a neurologist and he's like, he just doesn't believe in it. He's like, the, the brain can give out waves and all this shit. And then he, he makes a very good point because he says, just because there's another place, it doesn't mean there's another good place. Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. He, expl- he also sort of says, oh, have I met you before? Yeah. He's, he recognizes like, her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've got a recognizable face. Yeah. So have you. Uh, he tells her a story about when he was five years old and he died for a minute. Yes. He, I can't remember what he died of. Did he? Drown. Yes, it. Yes, but I. I don't know if we are told that at this. I point. don't think we are. Um, they're off the ferry by this point. They're, they're still. They're yeah. the only two people around. It looks like the world's been deserted. There's nobody else around. <laughs> well, no, because they say, oh, but where, I can't remember what the island is they're going to. But I'm sure it's right. Um, it is mentioned that it's off season. Yeah, and there's not many there's people about. about. Um, she's hitchhiking, so every time a car comes, she just walks away from. Because they're not. They're not friends. They're just having an idle chit chat. And eventually, she gets picked up. She calls him annoying. Yeah. Because he is annoying. Um, and somebody picks her up and just she drives off and you think, oh, okay, we're never going to see her again. That's just a, an early relationship. And then somebody comes to pick him up. Yeah. He is he is picked up. Yeah. As in, he has arranged something. Somebody's come to pick him up. And Jesse Plemons comes to pick him up. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I, I love like, Jesse Plemons. I didn't know he was in this. No, I didn't. He's, he's just quite he's a long way down the Irishman. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He's in everything. He's in everything. He's so creepy in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Makes that, my skin that, um The season of Fargo he yeah, was he's, in. he's really good in that as well. Brilliant. I've but written, really good actor. I've written down, Jesse Plemons loves playing ugly. Because <laughs> he's not an ugly guy, but he plays ugly all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a good looking guy in this film. He's got scraggly ginger beard and scraggly ginger hair. He's a character called Toby, who we quite quickly find out is Will's brother. Yes. And they are on their way somewhere and they drive past a graveyard. Yes. A cemetery, if yeah. you will. I will. <laughs> and Toby says, oh, that's so-and-so is getting buried today. Yeah. And and Will says, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. You know, because they used to like knock around when they were kids or whatever. Yeah. And um, he says, oh, we, are you not going to the funeral? And and Toby says, no, I've been to too many. Two, we've been to too many funerals. Yeah. Which I suppose if all your mates are committing suicide, then you would do. And so, so we, uh, quite it's quite good. These two sort of yeah, playing off each other. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good performances in, uh, at the start. Uh, and then Toby says, "Dad's built something." Yeah, and that's kind of just left hanging in the <laughs> air, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and they soon sort of pull up onto a, a long drive. And the only way I can describe this place, this building, <laughs> is it's like the x-men mansion it, it's exactly <laughs> right that's perfect that's a great way to describe it it's a fucking huge house but instead of like 
mute, gifted mutants <laughs> yeah. or whatever that's called. School for the gifted. This is a mansion for people who have failed in suicide yeah. attempts. <laughs> They're not gifted at suicide. Yeah. And basically it's like a... Will describes it later in the film as a cult. Yes. I think it's more like a commune, isn't it? It's it like is, yeah. People go and live there with Toby and whoever else lives there. And basically just live together. Not yeah. not kill themselves. They go inside and there's a brain machine. I don't quite know how to describe <laughs> it's, it. It's just, there's a room full of machines. Yeah, it's, it's a hospital a, yeah. style machines, isn't it? Clinical, almost. There's like MRI stuff and, and a, scanners and yeah. all this sort of thing. And there's a man wired up to it. Yes. Now, at this stage, we don't really know who that man is, but we've got a fair guess of who he is. And basically, this machine is killing him and then bringing him back within a minute. Yeah. Something like that. And... That's the point where Will says, this is a cult, this is sick, what are you doing? We're kind of doing like a whole flatliners thing yeah. here, but it's it's more brainy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and he meets, he's introduced to a couple of people, so there's Cooper, yeah. Yeah. who's an old guy, sort of narrating everything. Yeah. So he's 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 got a dictaphone, hasn't he? And he's he's sort of capturing everything that's going on in this room. Yeah. And there's a, a, lady, a lady called Lacey. Who we've met before. Yeah, we have. She is in Hold the Dark. Yep. I can't remember her name. I've written it down, but... Riley Keough. Riley Keough, that's She her. is Elvis Presley's granddaughter. That's the one. Which means she's also related by marriage to Nicolas Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> I've written that down, but not to... She becomes prominent later yes. in the film, and I wrote that down at that point. Will, Will explains at this point, this is a fucking cult. Yeah. And Toby says it isn't, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, so, yeah. We're on Will's side. Um, just after this, the, the man who was tied up to the machine walks outside and talks to Toby and Will, and it is Robert Redford. Yep. Who is their dad? Yeah. So Thomas Harler is the father and, and of basically, Will and Toby. Yeah, and basically he's been killing himself and, and then himself back, shocking himself back to life. Well, yeah. getting shocked back to life yeah. because to test this machine. Yeah, basically he straight up uh, he straight up says to Will, "Why have you come back? Yeah. Why Why are you here? Because it, it feels like they've been away from each other for quite a long time, almost estranged, I guess." It, I don't think we find out how long it's been. No, we don't get a time period. I mean, they, they, they're they having a conversation, Will and uh, Thomas, and it quickly comes out that, you know, Will is not... He's not... He's not on board with the discovery at all. He doesn't... No, he doesn't... He doesn't believe the way everyone else believes. And he, feel, he feels it's dangerous. Morally, he doesn't agree with it. Yeah. But it quickly comes out that actually, initially, he was very involved. Yeah. With, with the sort of first stages of the discovery and they very much worked together on it. Yeah, to the point where he even says, you gave me the idea. It was, this is all I, on you. I think, yeah, Dr. Harper says Will was the inspiration for it. Yeah, and Will basically, Will straight up says to him, you need to stop. Yeah. You need to stop. You need to explain to the world that you were wrong yeah. and that this is not a thing because all these people are killing themselves and it's bad. Yeah. Four million people have left the earth. Uh, so, so yeah, real interesting ethical dilemma. For me, put up at this point away. in this film, I'm in. I am yeah. on board. I'm really interested to see where this is going. Like I say, good, really good setup. Jason Segal's playing it really well because you can feel the guilt oozing out of him because he is obviously he feels guilty for all these people that are killing. I, I talk about this a bit later, but I'll, I'll just give it a bit of a tease. Uh, at times, <laughs> tickle his balls. Yeah, <laughs> I would tick and tickle Jason Segal's balls a bit here because <laughs> at times I thought he was really good in this movie. Yeah. And other times, I thought he was really bad. <laughs> there, there are, but I think it was quite specific as to when he was good and bad. And yeah, I'll come I on agree. to that. There's, there's one scene in it that is so out of place in this film that it just feels like a comedy. 
there's a really weird scene in it. We'll okay, come, I can't think of that. So we'll yeah, come to yeah, it. yeah I, I'm interested. So because of all this guilt and this argument he's just had with his dad, he goes for a walk. Yeah, he goes and kicks some stones around, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not happy. Uh, he goes to a beach, and when he gets to this beach, he sees a lady in the distance. Yeah, who he recognises because it's Isla, who we met earlier. Sure. And she's filling her pockets full of stones. Yeah, and a, a rucksack. A rucksack full of stones. And it's pretty obvious what she's about to do. She gets in the sea. She just walks out into the sea. He goes running after her, dives through the... does his action man. Yeah. Dives ha- through the hustle sea. Hustle-hoffs through yeah, the he, surf. Yeah, hustle-hoffs. <laughs> does he hustle-off through the surf? That's a great way to describe it. And he rescues her. He drags her back to the shore, yeah, kicking and screaming. She's not happy. She's not happy. <laughs> she was done. She was out of here. Cut from there to Will and Toby having a conversation. Will wants Isla to be allowed to stay. Yeah, he's took her back to the school for the gifted. (laughs) Gifted or ungifted (laughs) suiciders. Toby's reluctant. He's like, she can't stay. She's not like part of the crew, the cult, the commune. He he says, Um, you can't just bring her in. Yeah. He says, she might be able to stay. She needs to qualify. She's got to qualify. Yeah. So she needs to take a test. Yeah. Uh, The test is with Mr. Dr. Harbour. Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. And I quite like this bit because she sits, um, so they sit either down in this room and Dr. Harbour walks in. Mm. And I thought it was a good bit of acting because to her, she didn't expect this guy to walk in. No. This this guy's got to be the most famous person on the planet. Of course he is. He's discovered this. Yeah, absolutely. And then he's gone into hiding. Yeah. And suddenly he turns up, you're in his house. Yeah. So I, I thought it was well played. It was. By all, all, all concerned. Well done. <laughs> I'll pass that on to Thanks. next time I see them. <laughs> and he's basically he asks her loads of questions. It goes on for a little while, basically just asking her about herself and if what she feels of, of the subconscious. And he's yep. asking her questions about souls and things like that. Oh, I'm going to go completely off on a tangent. No, that's fine. Have you heard of Clinton Baptiste? He's like he a, a footballer. No, he's he's a <laughs> comedian who plays a psychic medium. Right. He was in. Phoenix Knights a few times. Uh, right, okay. He's a genuine comedian. He's got a book out. And it's called Clinton Baptiste Probes Our Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's genius. When I heard uh, it earlier, I was like, that's absolute genius. That's brilliant. So that's, that's Christmas sorted. <laughs> <laughs> it just, he's, he's on Chris Miles' podcast quite a lot, and he just, just makes me laugh. If, um, if I just randomly giggle throughout this, that's because I'm thinking about that. Now, <laughs> After the test, Toby goes and finds Will and says, Isla's passed, she can stay. She's now part of this community. She's lost someone as well. That's yeah. what comes out in the interview, yeah, basically. Yeah. So she she is grieving for something. Yeah. Um. That's all we know at this stage. Rather ominously at that point, Toby says, tonight we can finally unveil it. Yeah. We don't know what he's unveiling. No. Um, but he is going to unveil it. And they all meet later on in a room, like a meeting room. And they all wear different colored jumpsuits. Yeah, they've like color-coded i guess a bit like on star trek they're all yeah. assigned yeah a, that a color almost ranks jumpsuit yeah depending on what their role is yeah. although we're not really explain what the ranking system is no there is definitely a hierarchy in place isn't yeah there? it's when i said it wasn't a cult, it's sounding more and more like a cult. yeah so they all meet up and will reveals to wyler at this point that his mum died because of his dad that's all he says at this point. We yeah. find out more later on, but at this point, that's all he says. And Thomas comes out and reveals his invention. He's got this machine working, and he has now the ability to record where people do go in yeah. their afterlife. He can record it and play it back as a video. Yeah. Which is really... I'm 
fully on board with this now. I'm, yeah, like, and then, I'm really interested to see where this is and, going. And it's, it is a good tease because then it cuts away, the scene ends, yeah. and we don't see. So we see the machine being wheeled out and yeah. we see someone hooked up. But then it cuts away. We don't, don't see, see what, what the thing is or what you can see. Yeah. Um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And it causes Will and Isla to have a conversation because Isla's like, do you really think this can do what he says it can do? And Will's like, no, <laughs> I don't think it can. Um, he's, he's completely a non-believer. He also says, I'm, I'm really concerned that it will give people brain damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, they have this that is conversation. not a tested procedure. They have that conversation now, don't they? Because Toby comes and grabs Will and says to him, I need you to come with me. And they go to his dad's office and they're... He, the Toby and his dad are there, and the two high-ranking guys are there, Cooper and Lacey. Lacey, they're there, and Isla sneaks in and follows to yep. see what's going on. And Will says it. He says to his dad, "I feel like this can only work once, and then if you do it again, you're gonna get brain damage. Yeah, it's gonna really hurt, basically." And Thomas is Thomas is on board with this because Will's a neuroscientist. Yeah. neuroscientist. He knows what he's talking about. And Thomas agrees. He's like, "Fair enough. If that's what you think, then we'll only do it once. We need a cadaver." Yeah, <laughs> it was his next words. They need a body. Yeah, so then we get like a weird heist sequence. This is the bit I was talking about. Oh, okay, this, it just feels so out of place for the rest of the film. There is like a fifteen-minute heist heist film in here now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really weird. So Isla reveals that she knows where we can get a body from because it's like like in Big Lebowski's. She's she's basically going, dude, you want a toe? <laughs> yeah. I can get you a toe. <laughs> Except I can get you a whole body. <laughs> this bit I found weird, though, because Isla and Toby go off on a road trip together now to a morgue. And they're having a chat in the car Yeah, on the way down. And Toby reveals to Isla that their mother killed herself. Yes. But this was before the father made the discovery. Before Correct. Before Thomas made the discovery. And they arrive at this morgue. And Toby distracts the mortician. Well, is it all the receptionist? Or I'm whoever not sure what level of qualification got a white coat the guy had. Yeah. He's got a white coat on. Um, he distracts him because he says, I've come to see if I can find my cousin. Yeah. And this guy's overloaded with bodies because four million people have killed themselves sure. and the, the morgues are overflowing. And he's like, yeah, come and have a look. See if you can identify these he says, John Doe's. Yeah, he says, I've got all these unidentified. Just come and have a look. Yeah. And he just does. One of them just might be. Him in. One of them might be your cousin. And while, they're, while Toby's distracting him, Isla and Will go in. But Will wasn't in the car. He was in the back. It was like a truck. He was in was the, he? He was in the bed at the back. Yeah. Okay. I, I just didn't feel like he was because yeah. Toby and Isla are having this conversation and I didn't feel like Will was involved in it. No, he wasn't. But he was, just... he was outside. So it was, oh, he was they the... were in the cab and okay. he was in the, the bed. I missed that. At the back. I apologise. I missed that. Because when they, when they finish the heist, Isla and Will are both in the bed yeah. at the back of the truck. <laughs> both in the bed. The bed. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I did think it was a bit weird that he just turned up and I was like, he definitely wasn't in that car, but that's fair enough. Uh, so, so, yeah, so Toby... <laughs> Toby distracts the mortician. Yeah, so he, he he says, no, none of these are my cousin. Yeah. So they go back to like the reception desk. And he's like, yeah. oh, can you check other morgues, yeah. hospitals? So yeah, he, he does. He's running a distraction ploy. Whilst Isla and Will go into the morgue yep. to find a body. And they've got like a shopping list. Yeah. So they've got a list of criteria that this body needs to meet, I guess. And eventually they find the one they want. So it's got to be like no huge... Yeah, it can't be injuries. I think he I think one of them was he can't have killed himself. Yeah, I think it it couldn't have been a suicide because of I don't know why, but it couldn't have, and it needed to be of a certain age and yeah. a certain description. And they find a guy, and they steal this body. And when they're walking out with the body on the gurney, 
It was ridiculous. It's like Weekend at Burners. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. It, the camera was on the gurney looking up at them, and it just, it just looked goofy, and it's so out of place with the rest of this film. Yeah, it is a bit odd. Because this film's really... Odd. <laughs> I enjoyed this film, and I'm going to describe it now as arty farty bollocks because it's what it is. <laughs> it's one of those films, but that scene, that whole segment, felt really out of place. Yeah, I got over it quite quickly. And that night, Will tells Isla the full story of his mother's suicide. Um, so it turns out it was their wedding anniversary. Yep, she had prepared a lovely dinner for him, her, and the father Thomas, and he basically dismissed it. He was too busy working. He wasn't interested. And sent her away. So no, not having your dinner. So she goes up into the bath, takes a bath, and kills herself in the bath. Um, so it was his fault. And the, I don't think Will's ever really forgiven him for it. And they're, they're basically just having a bit of a heart-to-heart conversation, aren't they, while this is going on. <laughs> Isla says to him, what about animals? Do animals have an afterlife? Yeah. Which I think was a fair question. If you've proven it in humans, where do we go with doggy heaven? And, also, and then she says, what happens to a child? Yeah. I thought it was really interesting because yeah. a child going to an afterlife on its own is not a good thing, sure. She also says, in a really weird tie-up to last week's movie, <laughs> Okay. she says, you know, it's on another level, but it's the same sort of thought as um, Danny had in results last week. She says that she feels guilty because she doesn't want to be alive and she's taking a spot from someone yeah. Who could have done something with their life? Yeah, I just thought that was an yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that is quite interesting. Um, parallel. I'll, I'll throw this one out here now. Then, um, as as an answer to my earlier hint, I thought any time these were two were together, I didn't like Jason Segel. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. I I, I liked Rooney Mara. Yeah, I think he was. I think he gave a different performance with her than with. That's true. His family. And I hadn't spotted that, but you are completely right. I think he was much better with she wasn't in it. Redford and um, Jesse Plemons. I, I, I just didn't quite get their chemistry, didn't quite work for me. You were bang on. And there was I was thinking when it came to the end of the film that something was missing from that film. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I think you're right. I, I don't think their chemistry was quite right. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't spotted that until that, you just that's said what that. That's what it felt like for me anyway. Place. Yeah, that's clicked into place for me now when you've said that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he was bad. No, he wasn't bad. If but anything, he was, he's good. He was better. <laughs> but he's better when he's not with her. Yes. Yeah, that's but true. I liked her. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Their chemistry just wasn't there. That doesn't make any sense, but it completely makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're on bunk beds. Yeah. Um, and they decide to hold hands until they fall asleep. Uh, but <laughs> So she hangs her hand down over the bed and he's got to hold his up yeah, in the he air. He says, oh, this like, isn't well, fair. This isn't working right for me. <laughs> but I thought that was quite a nice little... Uh, next morning, they wire the corpse up to the machine. So yep. they've got this body now. It's a 50-odd-year-old man, I guess. Suddenly, this film becomes a Lazarus effect. Yeah, sure. Which, which was the finale of season one. Uh, there's very, very clear ties to that sort of genre of film at this point. Yeah, it is. Like I say, it's flatliners. It's a yeah. Lazarus effect. It's, it's that sort of... Yeah. Uh, thing we've seen yeah uh so they wire it up expecting they've got like a tv monitor where they're expecting to be able to see what this guy's body is doing now it's a nicely retro monitor yeah, setup, black and white cctv camera style monitor but they're expecting to be able to see where this guy is now in his afterlife on yep. the screen but unfortunately the screen stays blank it nothing does. happens they shock him like three, four, five times, don't they? Yeah, and will's like you can't keep doing this you're gonna yeah. fry him yeah you're gonna destroy the body destroy the body and it's not working. You've got to admit that your machine doesn't work, which really pisses off Robert Redford. <laughs> so he just storms out. Toby storms out. Everybody kicks off. Uh, we later find out that Will had sabotaged the machine. So Will had removed... Really? Yeah, he took a part out of it. 
So he went back in and put it back in. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> just after. He, he goes back into the room. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I'll, yeah, I'm he with go, you. He goes back into the room to check on the body, in inverted commas, and he, fixes, he puts this part back in the monitor that he'd taken out. And that's when it turns on and he sees what... Yep. This, he sees this body's afterlife, this man's afterlife, because the screen suddenly flickers up and we see a car. It's like, it's almost like CCTV footage, but it's shaky, it's yes. grainy. And we, but we're seeing it through the eyes of the person. Yes, we can see it, but it's grainy, shaky black yep. and white footage. So we're driving a car. Yes, in some rain. And, and then we are in a building. Which we can't really make out what it is. Oh, to well, start I put with. hospital. Oh, straight away. Yeah, okay, straight away. Enough. So it must, whether. <laughs> you yeah. must have been spotted. Yeah. So basically, this guy's walking through some corridors of a building, which I guess does is obviously a hospital and is a hospital. Um, but just before we get any further with that, uh, Toby and Tom come back in. And so he will turn it off. He's yeah. like, he doesn't want them to see it. They can't see it. And he wants to get the body back to the morgue. Yeah. Because it's going to be cremated the next day. They only got it on rental. Yeah, they only borrowed it. <laughs> now, getting a body out of a morgue was quite easy for them. Returning one, I imagine, is much more difficult. <laughs> um, so they, him and Isla go on a road trip again yep. to the morgue to take the body back. And again, it's a bit slapsticky. Just fucking they, dump it in the car park. They just park. dump it in a car park in the car park in a disabled bay. And then drive off and anonymous phone call the morgue. You can't tell me there wouldn't have been CCTV. No, definitely. Of course <laughs> there would. <laughs> the main garage entrance to morgue. Yeah, 100% they would. Um, so they call it in and the, these two bewildered doctors come out yeah. and like, oh, there's a body in the car park. Who left that there? It, th- those two scenes are so out of place. With it. There's no comedy in this film other than that. I don't think they were going for comedy. No, I, just, I just think they, they were got mis- it. Yeah, th- <laughs> they I, that's completely what I mean. Got I, it. I think they were just misjudged. I don't know. It was, it was stupid. Um, and then they have a bit of a kiss. Yes. Just randomly doesn't really come to anything at that point will has got a recording on his ipad of what he saw i don't know how he managed to download that but he did and he's a neurologist i'm sure he can work out <laughs> an iCloud. true um and he manages somehow to figure out the hospital that the video that, that's in the video yeah he just does a google search doesn't he just does an image search and matches the uh, front door up it wouldn't work it's too grainy and blurry and black <laughs> but it worked it's um, quite a distinctive, like... Yeah, it's got a distinctive entrance. Uh, but... I was going to say, a distinctive opening. <laughs> and then I am backing off <laughs> the opening. <laughs> so he borrows Toby's truck. He says to Toby, I need to borrow your truck. I need to go out. And he goes to this hospital. Yep. And finds the opening quite Finds easily. the entrance and goes into it. Enters. <laughs> and he's got this iPad and he's following, basically following in the footsteps. He's following yeah. the same corridors, the same yes. way this guy goes. Um, but unfortunately, he comes up to a door which isn't there in the video if by door you mean wall there's a wall with a door in it, but yeah <laughs> it's a wall there's a door it's not a door if it was a door he could keep going no but the, there was a wall where he was needing to go and the door was in the that's wall. what i'm saying it was like it, in the video it was a straight corridor yeah but now it's not it's a wall and a door there's no door there was a door there was no door fuck off <laughs> Wait, there was a we... wall <laughs> <laughs> no there's a definite there wall. was a door he could have kept no, going. No, there wasn't that sort of door. <laughs> anyway, the the corridor looks different than it does in the video, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Um, the corridor looks different to, than it does in the video, and this he calls a janitor over, doesn't he? Yep. And he says to him, "What's going on? Has this always been here? This door wall?" <laughs> the janitor's like, "Ain't been a door in that wall for nigh on ten years." <laughs> That's exactly what he does. 
exactly like that. Um, and I don't know why he was, but he was. Yeah, he was a like, creepy, why? spooky old man. Yeah. Um, and it turns out the hospital's been remodeled, and that happened a decade ago. Yeah. So whatever's in this video is not just before death or just after death. Um, he goes, so he goes back to the house. Yeah, he's he's at a dead end. Um, randomly, Toby's playing guitar for everyone. That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> made me laugh as because well. he's clearly like the dumb brother. Yeah. And uh, like his dad's just gone. Yeah, go and warm him up. Yeah. And warm up the crowd for me. And he's he's got like a like almost like a kazoo. I was going to say kazoo. Yeah. Like and he's playing guitar out of tune. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's really it's, funny. It's stupid. So Thomas cuts him off and he tries to make he goes to make a speech and he's not happy. He reckons he thinks the commune is losing focus. Yeah. Not quite as focused as they should be. And he calls Lacey up onto the stage. He makes an example of her. Yeah, because properly, he's horrible to her. He's she's been telling people that it failed. Yeah, the device didn't work. The device didn't work. She says, "I only told one person." And he basically says to her, "I don't care." He says, "I rescued you. Yeah, I found you when you were at your lowest point. Yeah, he basically this is how you repay me." Yeah, he humiliates her by telling her suicide story. Yeah, to to the to the room. Basically, she was going to shoot herself, but in the heart, not in the head. Yeah. And he's like, I've never seen anybody do that. He's really taking the piss out of yeah. her, basically, the way she was going to kill herself. And then he says, pack your bags and go. I don't want you here anymore. Yep. So he really victimized her. It's like you're a bad influence. You're a bad... It was horrible. Bad juju. Yeah. Will comes back. He has a bit of an argument with his dad about his mum. And, and he... he do, uh, Dr. H, Dr. Harbour, he says, oh, yeah, I, I am a bit theatrical, yeah, actually. Now that you mention it, I've just done that. Yeah. Will shows Isla the video at this point. Yes. Um, because he needs to get it off his chest. He needs to share it with somebody. And Will reveals that he thinks that what his dad has actually invented is something that records memory, not the afterlife. Sure. So it's different. It's not what he was expecting. Yeah, because um, he's because they they go. He shows her the video. They're back in the parking lot of the hospital. Yeah, they go back to the hospital. And he says, "How can the recording be the afterlife if we're sat in the same parking lot?" Yeah. Which is a good point. So they go into the hospital and they get into the record room really yep. easily. And it turns out that the corpse who they had, that guy's dad, had died in that hospital 13 years ago. Yeah. And so that is proof that it does record memory because the corpse, I don't know if we ever got a name for the guy, but... Pat Phillips. Pat Phillips. So he was walking through the hospital to go and see his dad on yeah. his deathbed. Would have been a good trivia was, question. It would have been. So that was the memory of what we are seeing now. So yeah. that's proof that this thing is memory. Toby and Will have a bit of a discussion about their mum and how he's like, his dad's quite, got this, his dad hasn't got the guilt that he should have, I guess. So this might have been the best bit of acting that Seagal did. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I liked this conversation because Will is saying to Toby, you know, why are you here? Why are you still sort of encouraging him yeah. after all that he did to mum? Why is he still doing it? Why is he still working? And Toby says... He's doing it because he feels bad about mum. Yeah. And he wants to he wants to find her in the afterlife. Yeah. And Will kind of does a bit of a spit take and he's like, what? What? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. It's just put a nice different spin on it. I yeah. Thought. Will mentions about Lacey and Toby's like, oh, he'll calm down. Lacey will be back. Don't yeah. worry about that. That that's just a, that was just a show. He goes back into his room. He's now sharing a room with Isla. She's moved in with his into his room, and she's watching the video again. And she categorically says to him, "This is not a memory." Yeah, straight off. He's like, "The tattoos don't match." So the guy's got a tattoo 
in the video yep. of a lighthouse. Yeah. And in actuality, the guy's got a tattoo of some waves, waves. on yeah. his arm. So he's like, this isn't a memory. And Will's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the second little, time in yeah. two scenes. So they decide, we need to re- we need to clarify what's going on here. So what they decide to do is they are going to look for the woman who is also in the video. Yes. So when Pat Phillips is walking through the hospital, he enters a hospital room and a woman kind of shouts at him. Yes. And they decide they need to find her. They need to find this woman. And see what the hell was going on yeah. on this video. Um, before they do that, though, they head off to the beach. Yep. Which is... Was it the same beach where he tried, where he rescued her earlier? Yes. So yeah. we then find out, this is where we get more detail. So it is also the same beach that Will nearly died at when he was little. Yes. So that's kind of their connection, isn't it? They, yeah. They both nearly died nearly at died this beach. The same beach. It is also... <laughs> it's a very unlucky beach for the characters in this film. It is also the same beach where Isla's son drowned. Yes. When he was five. Yes. She lost her five-year-old son. Basically, that's just to give us a bit of backstory on Isla, isn't it? And yeah. nothing comes from that at this point. Um, and they go to this house. They've managed to find the house from the guy's death certificate of where his sister lives. Yeah. It's convoluted. It's, it's it like the father's next of kin or yeah. something like that, isn't it? And they meet this lady straight off. She just happens to still live there. And they have a bit of a chat with her. And basically, she says, my brother was a piece of shit. Yeah. But we did have matching tattoos. And she's got the wave tattoo on her arm as well. She then blows this film wide open with one line. Because she says, my brother's a piece of shit. He never visited my dad in the hospital. Yeah. That proves that this isn't a recording of a memory. What so is it what then? What is it then? <laughs> <laughs> they have another kiss just after this scene. They're basically in a relationship now. They, they are, yeah. They, they do start doing the naughty. And Toby comes in and breaks it up. It was really funny because he's like, up, like <laughs> get back, back in your corners. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, quick, you need to come. Something's going on with dad. And he's looked up to the machine. Old uh, Bobby Red. Yeah. Oh, Bobby Deadford's gone and <laughs> Deaded himself. hooked himself up. And yeah, so he's basically killed himself on the screen, on the machine, I guess. Yeah. But not only that, is um, a video is already playing on the monitor. Yes. On the retro monitor. Yeah. Uh, and it's Dr. Harbour. And his wife. Yeah. On their anniversary. On the day of her I.e. the night she, she committed suicide. So maybe it is a memory after all. Maybe it is. Uh, Toby and Will are like watching this vividly, adamantly. Yes. Basically, it shows him stopping her going upstairs. Yes, he's making a different choice yes. to what so he did in reality. He, she's just about to go upstairs and he's like, he no, doesn't come on, ignore I'm, his wife. A, yeah. I'm being a dick. Come down, let's eat this nice dinner you've cooked. Yeah. And she comes back down the stairs. I thought this was the best bit of acting because their two faces were flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, what the fuck am I watching? Because that did not happen. They need to bring Robert Redford back quickly because he's been out for too long. The guy, what's that guy's name? Connor? Ah. Yes. Oh, no. Cooper. Uh, Cooper. Cooper. He's rushing around in the background like, we need to bring him back. And they're like, no, hold on. We need to see what's going on. A bit longer. A bit longer. A bit longer. A bit longer. And they, they're eventually like, no, bring him back. They talk to him about it pretty much straight away. Yeah. And, and he confirms that is not what happened yeah, on that night. Like, he has the guilt for his wife killing himself. He did not stop her going up the stairs. And he doesn't now understand what's going on, but he has a theory. And yeah, he, he puts it together pretty quickly, he to does, be fair. Yeah. Well, he's like, <laughs> My new theory. if it isn't the afterlife, and it isn't a memory, it must be a different plane of this existence. Yes, basically it's an alternate timeline. timeline. So basically, when you die, you travel to the pivotal moment in your life, It's kind life, of like a sliding doors moment, isn't yeah. it? If you did the other thing. Yeah. 
that's the, your biggest regret i think they describe yeah it. that's the two what if you can change your biggest two regret. bits of evidence we've seen so far yeah and yeah that's how it's described so you die and you you are placed somewhere where you get a second chance to make a different choice yes uh, a chance to change your regrets is how it's put yeah quite quickly everybody agrees that this machine has to be destroyed yes <laughs> because like that's bad because that would if that news got out that would cause ca- catastrophic deaths yeah because everybody wants to change their biggest regret so well, i mean we're already at what four million, four million. suicides it, it could wipe out the human race <laughs> it's like and pretty much every even robert redford's like yeah we've got to destroy this yep. this is bad times. he's like i've had enough even toby's like there. yeah we're done let's cut this off Thomas goes out to address his... They, they basically start dismantling the machine, don't they? Yeah. And Thomas goes out to address his followers outside. Um, and he's basically saying to him, look, it's over. It's done. We've There's no nothing more we can do here. Yeah. Suddenly, Lacey shows up. Um, she's got a gun. And she fires the gun off into the crowd. And unfortunately, the bullet hits Isla. Yeah, I didn't really like how this was played. It, it, you didn't notice that it happened until quite a long time after it happened. Yeah, and then she suddenly... Isla suddenly staggers around. Yeah. Oh, it's hit the one... The, the one main character in yeah. the film. Lacey comes out of a nice line there. She's like, I didn't kill her, I've relocated her. Because she doesn't know. She just thinks that she's pushed her into the afterlife. Yeah. Um, Isla dies. Yeah, right? and and I, I did almost shed a tear here, I've got to say. Because she is dying. She's underground. And her last words are, I don't want to die anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Will nearly has a breakdown. Will, Will loses it himself. He goes inside and he locks himself in that room and he starts rebuilding that machine. Yeah. And he hooks himself up to it. I lost this a little bit. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. He hooks himself up to the machine. We can do it together. Let's get through this together. This has a wonderful twist, this film, but it is quite complicated. (laughs) And it's, 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 I feel like, well, let's talk it through. I feel like it's a bit clumsy. The, yeah, it's it's a wonderful idea that's maybe not executed the way it could have been. Yeah, He hooks himself up to the machine, turns it on, and suddenly he's on the ferry from the beginning of the film. He can hear Isla talking to him, but he can't see her at this point. Yeah. It's the, the news reports on again. Yeah, so we're basically at the beginning of the film again. Yeah. We're right back there. And they have a chat, and she basically says to him, this isn't real, this is just a memory. Yeah. You know, hence why at the start of the film he said, I think I recognise you from yeah. somewhere. And she then says... You always start back on the ferry. And I was like, I sat up at this point. I'm like, oh, we get a twist. I like it. So she says, the first time you, first time we did this, you never got off the ferry. Yeah, you never even got off. In your life, you never got off. And then a few days later, you heard about this girl that you met. It says, yeah, her line is, the first time we met, you never got off the ferry. You went on and you lived your life. Yeah. But you did hear about this girl who you had met killing you, killing herself. Yeah. And you lived your life racked with guilt forever. And then she says, and then eventually you die and you get to relive it. You came back here. Over and over again. So basically, him saving her from the drowning was the moment that he's come back to relive over and over again. Yeah. And she says, you came back and you kept coming back until you saved me. Yeah. Which is the timeline we've just seen, I guess. Because now, because then she says, "Now you've saved me. You won't come back here again." Yeah. And he can hear while this is all going on. He can hear his dad and his brother trying to revive him. Yes. In like the other timeline, I yeah. guess. Um, and then suddenly he's on a beach. Yeah, because she says, "You're about to die. You need. You're to, going to you, die. You need to decide which way you're going." Yeah. Basically, and are you going back? Yeah. Or are you staying here? You're staying here. And he wakes up on a beach, the beach, and there's a kid, and this kid's kind of playing in the sea, but not quite paying attention to what he's doing. Yep. And Jason Segel's character, Will, runs into the sea and 
gets this kid, picks him up. He's like, come on, get out of the sea. This could be dangerous. And Isla comes running over some sand dunes. Yep. And this is Oliver, yeah, her she, son. She sweeps him up. And walks away. She says, thank you. You know, thanks for... Thanks for saving my son. Yeah. She walks away. He walks away in the opposite direction. And then suddenly he kind of... His eyes show realisation. Yeah, he's like... I. It's like... It, it's, it's almost like saying, he's gone, oh, she looked familiar. I remember her, yeah. And then the film ends. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I'm still not sure. <laughs> you did say before we started recording that you're going to figure it out during the during the uh, record. Parts of it I really liked. Yeah. Like, really liked. Yeah. I, I think the concept's awesome. Agreed. Just something a bit different. First five minutes, brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. I would go longer than that. I'd say the first half an hour is brilliant. Yeah, but I mean, in particular, that the that, impact that, of the pre-credits yeah. uh, 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 scene is is awesome. I I really like uh, Redford's great. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I thought Rooney Mara's good. Um, Jesse Plemons probably could have done with a bit more of him, but he's good. Yeah, he's always Segal is mostly good. Yeah, except when he's with Rooney Mara. <laughs> There's something that's holding me back though. I agree. Uh, overall, I but overall I liked it. Overall, I, I loved I it. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. It's a really good premise. It's a really good story, and it's really well told. And that ending is fab- fabulous. The, the twist there, where he's been doing that over and over again. Yeah, and we're seeing he, the final he, incarnation. And he of even that. asks her how many times have been doing it, and she's like, I don't know. Don't know you could have been here hundreds, hundreds of years. Of times, yeah. And I like that. We've talked about that with um, like see you yesterday from last season. Yeah. I like a time loop thing. I like the idea that you could have been doing it once. You could have been doing it a thousand times. There's loads of time loop films out there. I don't know if I've ever seen one that shows you the final loop. Yes, like, true. This is this is like see you yesterday. When she saves everybody. Yeah. She could have done it, like we said in that episode, a thousand, thousand times. Yeah. But this is the one we've just seen is the completed one. He's yeah. done it. And then he goes back the next time to a different point. Yeah. Or somewhere different to try again. I thought it was really, I really loved the ending. I thought it was really neat. It was just a little bit clunky because I didn't quite follow <laughs> during. Yeah, I mean. Now I've thought about it afterwards and now we've just talked about it. I get it. But as soon is- as the film finished, I didn't quite get it i don't think there is quite a nice way uh, a nice bit because a couple of bits i did like in in the the last last scene where she's revealing it he says she says you've saved me your work's done and he says well i didn't save you you died yeah um you died at the house and she says no there's more than one way to save someone yeah you know she he he gave her some happiness before she did die and then he says, I don't want to die now because will I remember you? And yeah. she says, I don't know. And then he's, he's got that look back at the end. I I did like it. I'm not sure what's holding me back <laughs> because I did enjoy it. It's For me, it's slightly too long. I, I, there, I, there's lots of, I, I call it looking off into the distance acting where there's just nothing going on. Yeah. And they're, just, they're just looking around and nothing's happened. There's probably 10 minutes too long in it. Yeah, the, it, it could have cut some of that trim- arty-farty bollocks yeah. out. And you get a more neat, compact film. The heist scene with the corpse is unnecessary. It does feel out of and place. It does feel out of place. And the second no, one, because, they take but, it but back. that corpse plays a really important role. They needed the corpse. They didn't need the comedy heist yeah. moment of getting the corpse. Yeah, they, they could have gone and dug up a grave or something. Something. There's different ways you could have done that to make I guess, it less yeah. goofy because it was goofy. It was really out of place with the rest of the film, especially when they took it back. Yeah. That was really, really yeah. silly. But overall, I really enjoyed this. I, and I wasn't expecting to. I was really not looking forward to watching it. But it has a great premise. It's played really well. And 
it earns its twist at the end. Yeah, it was much more interesting than I thought it was. I, yeah. th- I thought, just from the, the premise and, and the sort of trailer I saw uh, before I watched it, I thought, oh, this looks a bit moody and boring, just from the... Yeah. But it, it did hook me. I, I did want to sit through to the end. I liked it. I didn't love it. And I'm not. I'm just not quite sure what's holding me back. Yeah. I, I think it might have been Jason Segal. Maybe. Or Seagull. <laughs> He's not Stephen Seagal's. <laughs> I think you say it totally different. Yeah, maybe... Maybe. Maybe I wouldn't have him in it as my change. We'll, but get we'll to come that. on to that. <laughs> Overall, I think it's really good. I'd recommend it. To, if you like those like I think goofy science There's loads in. to chew on in this, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Definitely. It's the sort of thing where I'd put on on a Saturday night and enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's good science fiction. It's good. It's, it's time travel y, but not. And it really earns that twist at the end. And I really enjoy that. Good times. Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah. Is it the best film we've seen this season so far? I think just about. Yeah, I think it is. It's better than the film we've got at the top of the minute. That's for definite. It's. I mean, the the last two weeks, the the last two are definitely the better than the first two we've seen. I, I think, yeah. I, as a, as a whole piece of work, yeah, it it's is. a proper film. It's it's a stunning story told from start to finish, and it's it deserves to be number one. Um. Yeah, and it's it's you know it's got some great actors in it. Yeah, great actors doing a great job. Yeah, happy with that? Yeah, of our early table, it's the best thing we've seen. Yeah, agreed. I got results off number one pretty quickly. I'm happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, shall we do the new feature? Yeah. We really need a name for that. We really do. Come on, people. Think of a name. um, I'll take this one away. (laughs) Okay, go for it. I'll sit back and relax. I'll get a name for next week. Okay, cool. Um, How are you making this film better, Nick? One change. I think I want more Jesse Plemons. More Jesse Plemons? Yeah. You switching the characters? I think if he stars, I'm I'm on board. I think I might have a better film. So you're having Jesse Plemons in the Jason Segel role? Yeah, I'm on board. I I think that works. I genuinely do. You, you can't be the same character. No, you, you can't be. Goofy, but he's that good goofy, and that versatile. Goofy, goofy Toby brother, he, he could do. Oh, definitely that role. Definitely. Look at the character he plays in Breaking Bad. I felt like I was teased with his presence in this movie. Yeah. I'm up for that. So if you put Jesse Plemons in Jason Segel's role, yeah, who do you put in? Jesse Plemons' role. It's got to be someone from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Ted Mosby. <laughs> I was going to say Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> oh. Who do you have as a goofy brother? Nicolas Cage? No. <laughs> Could you put Jason Segal in there? You switch those... No. It wouldn't work. It needs to be somebody more like Jesse Plemons. Haven't played both. <laughs> oh, play twins. Both. Twins. twins. No. That's, that's goofy. We've just talked about this film being goofy. I don't know. Who would you have? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> that might... That's not a bad shout. Does that work? Yeah, why not? Jesse Plemons in Jason Segel's character. Peter Dinklage in Jesse Plemons' character. Yeah. Better film. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. It's a better film. I'm with you. I'm on board. Do you know what I always say? What? If life gives you Plemons, <laughs> make Plemonade. Plemonade. <laughs> and then have a Dinklage of it. <laughs> Cool, yeah, I'm up, I'm up for that. I'll agree with you on that one. I'm not even going to put my own forward. Okay, solved. Solved. Should we pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do that. Where's my phone? I don't know. There it is. Oh, wait, that was a noise. Uh, what are you looking for from next week? I, I think I feel that I'm at risk of just saying action until <laughs> I get an action get movie. So I am going to say, let's have a musical. A musical. <laughs> right, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Yes. And it has picked a film called Hungerford. Okay. Any ideas? No. 
Not literally normal whatsoever. See that woman who used to present Wish You Were Here? Yeah. Gloria Hungerford. <laughs> oh, that's an old reference. <laughs> I'm showing my age there, aren't I? Hungerford is from 2007, uh, 2014, sorry. It is not rated. And it runs for one hour and 19 minutes. The lives of a group of teenagers are turned upside down when their town is taken over by sinister forces. I mean, that is both ominous and vague at the same time. It doesn't sound like a musical. It's not a musical, unfortunately. Um, It looks, from the pictures, like a very, very low-budget horror film. Okay. Uh, It's currently rated at 3.8 out of 10. Oh, here we go. (laughs) This this could be fun. So, uh, yeah, check out Hungerford. And in the meantime, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Our address there is B-O-T-S underscore podcast. You can go to facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. You can email us at bottom of the stream at gmail.com with some thoughts and feelings on the latest films. Or you can check us out on our new website, brand new website, www.bottomofthestream.com, where you'll find every episode we've ever recorded available to you. You can look at any all the stream tables, or four of them now. Um, I've got blogs on there, but not quite yet, but it's ready to have blogs on it. <laughs> it's got Oscar winners on there. The Botskas are all on there now. Awesome. You can contact us on there. And you can buy some Bottom of the Stream merch from there if you want to. So check that out and check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, where for a few quid every month you can get some extra bonus episodes, some early access to episodes, you get a wild card if you come in at a certain level. And Nick writes a newsletter every month that only three people read. <laughs> Four including me. Hey, I'll read it. Five including you. Awesome. You write it. Yeah, that's true. I've got to read it. True. It'd be really weird if you didn't. <laughs> cool, yeah, so do that. Uh, also, if you have a couple of minutes, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, on Podbean, anywhere else you can review podcasts. Maybe as you are giving out your Halloween candy, you can spell out a review for us <laughs> in candy form. Are you allowed to give out candy this year? I have no idea. Probably Just not. lob it at the kids as they're running past. <laughs> That'll be fine. It's fine. Just don't touch it with your covid hands. No. Um, also, we should probably mention that we've, we were immortalized in cartoon form yes <laughs> as it's halloween then yeah let's well it's halloween week it is let's give a shout out to our good friends at grief burrito yes so we were a guest a couple of weeks ago on yeah. their first spooky episode they have done a whole month of spooky halloween episodes and it has been wonderful so that leads leads on to our our new <laughs> immortalization in cartoon form yes the incredibly talented Ross Cook, who designs all of our logos and a lot of the stuff now for Grief Burrito, has animated their intro from the episode that we were on. And we're in it. And we it's amazing. Sure are. So go and check it out. It's youtube.com slash Grief Burrito. It's on there. It's fucking brilliant. It's I can't believe awesome. I'm in a cartoon. I know. <laughs> Even if it's over a brief second. And yeah, it's so much fun. And everything that the Grief Burrito boys do is good. And you should check it out. And those pumpkins were definitely all right. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, check us out. And we'll come back next week to talk to you about Hungerford. Thanks. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye. Say bye, Nick. Cheers. Cheers.